0: Back to the Don't Split Up Horror Podcast. Today we are going to be revisiting the 2002 horror classic The Ring in honor of its second sequel, Rings, which is almost certainly already out of theaters by the time you're able to hear this episode. I'm JR Foresteros. I'm Amanda
1: Foresteros. I'm Mo And I'm Stacey Silveri. So we get to talk about The Ring, JR. Are you so excited and nervous to revisit all of the, everything you experienced from when you first saw this film?
0: I have to say that re-watching this movie was harrowing. <laughs> I love it, but gosh, it is just brutal to sit through.
1: <sighs> Were you transported back to 2002 as a college senior,
0: uh, marinating
1: in your own shame?
0: Yeah, I, was, I mean, it was it was still super, super scary. Really? Yeah. So even
2: knowing everything that was gonna come and the whole plot, et cetera, you were just as
0: scared? Maybe not just as scared, but pretty close. I mean, it is still just a really, really great film. That's I
1: think fantastic. that you shared you shared that this is definitely your top scariest movie of all time, and that you knew as a twenty-two year old that it was a movie, but she was still gonna come and kill
3: you oh, yeah, in I was, your sleep.
0: I was I mean, the first time I saw this film, it definitely I was it's the only movie that I've ever it's ever kept me awake at night because I was so scared. So, what so about the Grudge? I, no, no. The, the Grudge was scary, but it just I saw the Grudge and the first Saw film, which is the only one that's like genuinely scary and not mm-hmm. just torture porn. Um, I saw those on the same night, and that was pretty bad seeing them back to back. But still, not not even a candle compared it- to the level of terror I felt after I saw The Ring.
3: Hmm. isn't the grudge the one where she's not safe in her bed
0: correct yeah. oh yeah no listen the grudge does a lot of things really well but I'm, I'm telling you and like look i uh when i went to rewatch this i put on my facebook that i was about to revisit the ring and people came out of the woodwork to talk about how scared they were of this movie um my friend jessica elliott said that it was one of the first horror movies that genuinely scared her and my friend scott responded that this was the film that made him stop watching horror films because it was so, so scary. Um, another buddy of mine, Sean Smucker, said that his he and his wife rarely watch scary movies, but they did watch The Ring. They had a television in their bedroom, so they slept the light on for about a week. And their brother in law thought that was so hilarious that he left a blank VHS tape on their front doorstep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's That's pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, another another. There were a couple of just like awesome stories. Uh, uh, Jeremy Kalkara, uh, uh, I think is how you say his last name. He's an internet friend, but he said he and his roommates had arguments about who was going to have to be the one to go inside and turn the lights on at their house after they saw the rain. <laughs> um, another, I'm trying to scroll down and find my favorite one. Yeah, so get this. Um Uh, Amy Hill said that her friend watched it late at night when it first came out. And as soon as she finished her phone rang, it was a wrong number. So then she turned on her TV and a commercial for the movie was playing the clip where the girl comes out of the screen. Uh, (laughs) So for a split uh, second, she thought, Holy crap, it's real, but you know, then it wasn't, but gosh, can you just even imagine?
2: No, I don't want to.
0: Uh, My friend Sarah Stolberg said that she has a little girl who has long, dark stringy hair. And there have been multiple nights that she's woken up to her daughter standing silently by her bed looking at her through her hair she said it usually results in me screaming and my daughter crying Oh, <laughs> oh my god! so i just terrible. think it's interesting like of all the films that we've done like this this movie more than any of them that i can think of has has caused other people to say yes this movie horrified me this this movie scared me too here's my story uh of of being scared by this film
1: yeah and there were so many people like the blair witch that thought that it was real or thought that it could be real or because it breaks all of the rules and she still comes and gets you even though you're nice to her and this was
2: this was a first for a couple of different things wasn't it was this one of the if not maybe the first but kind of the on the map for like the chain mail type thing like the you got to give it to another person or like watch this or listen to this and you have so many days type film
1: well that's just a classic like um urban legend kind of thing you know that I, I feel like that was pretty prevalent in the 90s as well but like really played into it i guess in the horror genre
2: yeah, for me it's like the first i can recall and then the classic like wet haired look through the hair girl That, that
0: well i i think this is definitely the first film that the first film that brought japanese horror to the united states oh most definitely uh there were a glut of them including the grudge that came after that but I think that may be one of the reasons it's so terrifying is that it is a, a lot of, the, a lot of the, the horror beats are no. uh, Japanese, yeah. you know, not Western. And so, you know, in Western horror, there is this, uh, A Cabin in the Woods deconstructs this masterfully. There's this idea that the people who are haunted or troubled are being punished right? So there's this sort of like atonement sort of thing where they had sex or they do drugs or they do something bad. And so they are in some way deserving of the haunt. Whereas in most, uh, especially Japanese horror, it's it's got a lot more of a Buddhist influence. So most of the time, the person who is afflicted is just like either like a regular, ordinary, normal person, or sometimes even like a really, really good person who's disturbed by this evil spirit. And so I think that that messes with our sensibilities. Like none of these kids who got killed by Samara or, and, and certainly not the mom, who's the main character of the ring. They didn't do anything wrong. They just watched a random videotape. And Samara is sort of like an unstoppable evil. Like she follows all the rules of Western horror, which is find the ghost set her free right the wrongs that were done to her body like all the things that are supposed to work but this ghost isn't malevolent because it's been wronged in death like it was already she was already evil before they killed her Mm -hmm. and so it just i think it really messes with some pretty deep-seated cultural assumptions that we make about horror and that's what makes it even more scary is because it takes all of the rules away and as weird as it sounds, like one of the reasons we can do horror movies is because they follow conventions and ultimately we know what's going to happen in the end, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And so so I don't know, like I think, I think at, a, at a real basic level, that was one of the big reasons The Ring messes with people so much. And of course now, like it's become kind of trite that the ghost does something you don't expect. But this is one of the first movies I can think of where that was the case. And man, it was effective. So, yeah, so I was sure. just going to
2: ask, what was it that terrified you so much originally, Jr.
0: You know, I've been trying to figure that out. I've been trying to go back in. I mean, all, literally, I just remember lying in my bed at 22 years old, looking at my closet and being convinced that if I shut my eyes, she was going to walk out of the closet and kill me. <laughs> so um, I do think, you know, there's this rule, Hitchcock's rule, which is don't show the monster. Because for Hitchcock, the thing that you imagine in your head is always worse than what you can show on the screen.
2: And nine so out know, of 10 times. I agree.
0: Right, yeah. right, 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 right. And what happens with the ring is, you know, there's something with the TV and that's it. And you see the girls, you see the teenage girl's face, Katie, right. The, the niece, mm-hmm. you see her face after she's been killed. And it's just, it's horrifying, but you don't know how it happened. You just know what happened. You know, like the beginning and the aftermath of the process. So the whole film, the whole rest of the film is just a seven day countdown until she's going to come back and get the mom. And they're, you know, they're trying of racing against time to solve the mystery of Samara before her seven days are up. So so you don't ever, you don't get another kill. You don't get Samara again until the end of the movie. And they do such a good job of these like incremental ratcheting up of tension and the fact that you have uh, the mother who's seen it and then the ex-boyfriend who watched it a day after her. And so you know what's going to happen to him because you've already seen it happening to her. And so it's just sort of of like building tension so that when, when everything you think everything's resolved and you get the totally cliche ghost story ending and then they pull the rug out from under you, you barely have time to process that everything that you thought was okay is not okay before they show you what she does. And it is much much scarier than anything i had been imagining
3: it was, i'm glad you mentioned that that's what was like caused your anxiety and stress through the movie which i agree wholeheartedly like that that i i was you when i first saw this however i didn't see it right away because i was only was 2002 um i was 10 roughly <laughs> around yeah, there stop <laughs> it.
1: Definitely way too young to be watching. One of the scariest <laughs> I, I have not seen time. it
3: for a few years, um, but I definitely like heard the hype around it and going into it, I was terrified, but I rewatched it um, the other night with my boyfriend and he had not seen it previously. And he was the, like the exact opposite. He, he was like so curious as to like, well, wh- how'd she die? Like I want to know, like he was not scared at all. Like he was just more curious than anything to like get to the bottom of the mystery of how this worked. Like he would not stop asking questions. He
0: I mean, I was the, the same movie. way. I guess it just also, like when it happened, it was just, it was, it was, it was worse than anything I could have thought of, you know? And again, I think also because it flies in the face of the rules of horror, especially at that time. And it's, it's, I think it's hard to overstate how much the ring changed the game in horror movies because it made it okay to not follow the conventions like they broke the rules in a way that worked and it, and it didn't make the movie stupid or cheesy or like, um, you know, it didn't, it didn't, it, it made sense. And that, it, that it
2: made- was, I agree with you there, Jared. That's what unsettled me. I didn't find the movie overly terrifying. Like, I mean, all scary movies scare me. So that's not to say that I wasn't scared, but this one wasn't like the worst. Like the shining is for me, your rings. Like it will always terrify me. I'll never be able to go to sleep after I watch that movie, but the ring like i I could watch that a million times and i I would never have that initial scare and i think that was some of the new stuff like her coming on the tv the hair things i hadn't seen but the unsettling part was definitely the fact that they don't play by the norm not the rules that we understood at that point in time and so when you get to the end you're just like wait what?" yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well and
1: especially because you're rooting for those characters right you're like oh we have to figure it out and you're doing all of the you know they're doing all of the in investigating and the journalism and all that kind of stuff and you're just like
2: yeah, well, it seems like they're making such good progress.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, Oop, nope, definitely not. They're so dead. Okay, they've got to figure <laughs> something else out. So,
0: yeah. Uh, so the other thing that I think is really interesting about this film, and this is something that holds true in the original Japanese version of the film and in the original Japanese novel that the both these franchises are based on, uh, is it's a critique of our television culture. And so the, 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 the cold open of the film is the two girls, uh, specifically Katie, the cousin who did see the tape, complaining about television and how there's all these electrons that are coming through the air, and we have no idea what television is doing to our brains and blah, 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 blah. And then there's a scene later in the film where uh, Naomi Watts is out on the balcony of her ex's apartment while he's watching the videotape and while he's watching the tape she's looking at the apartment complex across the street and in every single unit there's someone sitting or vacuuming or whatever and they're all watching televisions and so there's this there's this interesting commentary on sort of like the one TV in every room and you know are we aware of what we're letting in that just thought was really fascinating and 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 again, particularly in 2002 right as dvds are taking hold and videotapes are becoming a thing of the past i don't know one of the things i thought was really weird was watching it now in 2016 and looking back at how you know we don't have vcrs like if someone gave me a vhs tape i'm not sure how i would watch it you know unless i could go find one at a thrift store but Uh, that and then the fact that like when everyone's phone rings it's still that old home phone with the really sharp jangly ring that used to be so prevalent and now has been completely absent from our culture like that both both the VHS tape and the home phone that she calls on are are already antiquated now I can't imagine and like you know, twenty more years when people are looking back at the first decade of the twentieth or twenty-first century and listing classic horror films, kind of the way we go back and look at something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Rosemary's Baby or The Exorcist, right? When people are looking back at The Ring, like it's going to feel like getting in a time machine almost. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know that it, in some ways, it made it even a little creepier because it felt sort of like when we watch The Witch, you're like, gosh, this is almost like a tale from another era, you know, and something that that wouldn't really work in today's world, but it works in that world, Uh, obviously, to a lesser degree, because we're not that far from 2002. But I I don't know, I found it really, uh, really, really interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and you were saying too, after you rewatched it, that you really enjoyed the aspect of it being just a great detective story, kind of like um, Exorcism of Emily Rose, like it's obviously an exorcism movie, but it's also like a crime drama. So it feels not totally in the horror genre, but works the way
2: that it does. Yeah, I mean, the sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It, It was a fun way to pull you in because it was different than the standard running away from something the whole film, like they were actively, you know, tracking it down, like they were going after it. So you've the whole movie builds you up to think that they are coming to some positive resolution.
0: And I mean, the, the script is so good. It delivers, it delivers a pretty strange mythology in ways that are really organic to the movie. And, uh, and in ways I like, I love that the film poked fun at itself a little bit. Like when, when she's complaining to her ex that this, everyone who watches this videotape is dead now. He's like, we're not dead. And she, she like starts to reply. And then she kind of, Looks a little bit ashamed and she's like, it takes seven days. And he's like, oh, what? Like, so I mean, the film knows that its concept is like dumb and weird, and it lets the characters think it's dumb and weird, which then makes us able to accept it. Right. Um, the other thing is like when he goes to the island or to the mental hospital on the mainland to get the mom's records, and he just goes in and he's like, Hey, I'm here to get those records. And the lady's like, okay, great. Are you family? And he goes, he says, no, I'm not. And she laughs at him. She's like, uh, yeah, well, we're mental hospitals, so like we just don't give those out. <laughs> and, like, I love that again in, in a lot of lesser horror movies we've seen, right? Someone would just be like, Okay, sir, here you go. Just Never to the hippo. It. Yeah, <laughs> right. But they a YouTube they, video. They they the whole movie just felt really realistic given the crazy premise and it felt like the conver- the conversations felt relatively realistic. The things that they did to figure out who Samara is and what happened to her felt like normal, natural steps that that people who are curious about this, and again, she's an investigative journalist, so it even showed, like, lots of scenes of her just looking through newspaper clippings, and just, like, you know, it. it they made it feel, like, arduous. You know, it wasn't like she just... I keep going back to that terrible movie, The Darkness, where Kevin Bacon just Googled <laughs> Native American ghosts and oh, there's a
2: YouTube video that explains the whole plot of the movie. I like, don't think that example will ever leave this podcast. No, but I mean, that's
0: what I mean. Like this movie didn't have that. Like all of the knowledge felt earned and that made the movie way more enjoyable. And I felt way more invested in their journey. Even again, this is probably the fifth or sixth time I've seen the film. Well, and it makes okay. the ending so much more I was going to say,
3: I want to I add something. You say, like, all of the knowledge feels earned, and I agree with that wholeheartedly, except for, and I'm surprised it hasn't come up yet, the creepy little kid.
0: Well, wow, um, yeah, that is super weird, right? Like,
3: he's creepy. Like, we've discussed creepy kids anyways, and he's certainly ticks off all of those boxes. And then, all of a sudden, he just, like, knows the whole movie. Like, how, like, I want not I was curious especially this time around the first time I was scared so I didn't think about it but like how does how does that connection like automatically happen like he was drawing like the pictures of the cousin dying like a week before it happened like he was like how did he get so in tuned with the whole situation
1: yeah I was reading a a couple of synopses of of the ring and different reviews from back when it was originally released in theaters and several people I guess just said that this was a child that had a sixth sense and that that was just sort of like, he was just kind of clairvoyant and just knew like was kind of close to dead people and just knew
0: that, you know, it's interesting, Stacey, that's something that definitely bothered me more the first couple of times I saw the film. Hmm. And, and I, I attribute it to like the creepy kid trope, which, uh, you know, go to the shining, Uh, or gosh, just about any other, even like ET or different things. Like there's all, you know, there's always seems to be like a precocious kid who has a little bit more sensitivity. But the reason I didn't bother me this last time I watched through it was that I forgot how little the kid has to do with the actual film. Um, like he watches the movie and then it becomes even more urgent for his mom to figure it out. Yeah. But like when they go to investigate everything, she leaves him at home with her mom or whatever yeah, and not... he's not even in the movie until the end when she comes back and says it's okay and then he he just says mom you're not supposed to help her you know so i all... feel
1: like
3: i agree like he wasn't in the movie that much but if that little boy knew that like he's obviously like self-sufficient like you see that through the whole movie and like all of his scenes like you, why don't you think to mention that to your mom like uh, he,
0: he, I, to me to me it almost seemed like he assumed that everyone else had the same experience of her that he did
3: yeah okay I can, and so I can so that. that's
0: why he's like mom like what like what What? like you were yeah. supposed to help her. like you know it's almost that like incredulity like how could you be so dumb you know yeah uh, again I, I i this movie would have worked fine for me without the kid it it would i think they added him in because they wanted this they wanted this layer of like bad parenting because obviously samara's foster parents were like not great and then obviously this kid like when she's running around trying to find her stuff for the funeral like he has it laid out for her and already is dressed in his little suit brushing his teeth so yeah i mean there's definitely that layer of it which i didn't really need for this movie to work um so i don't know whatever a huge detractor for me but I, I will heartily endorse that that's the weakest part of the movie so uh any other any other overall thoughts on the film
2: no like i said i mean i like the film it just wasn't the scariest for me but i don't have i don't have any like nitpicking items with it like i liked it it was unique it was different the ending was unexpected um yeah yeah
0: yeah all right, well then, how about let's go to best then. What was your favorite part of this film, Mo?
2: For me, it was the coming out of the TV. That, that scared me more than anything. Um, the water, I mean, I don't know. It just, the TV supposed to stay in the TV. <laughs> and even, especially like if you're watching a horror film, like what is worse than the horror from the film coming out of your television? Yeah. Like, sure. uh, that. that was enough.
1: Well, and even just the way that she walks and how it's like kind of rickety and oh, yeah. And that she stayed
0: monochrome. Yeah.
1: -hmm. Real scary. Like it's just
0: everything about that scene was basically perfect. Yeah.
1: Especially because you have like the phone ringing in the background and
0: yeah, no. What about you, Stacey?
3: So I, that was definitely creepy, but I was, my best has to be when she somehow managed to fall in the well because the TV got loose and knocked her in. But then she's in the well, and then she looks up and it's closing on her. Like yep. that to me was absolutely terrifying. Like that, hands down, was the scariest, best part of the
1: whole movie. Nice. Um, for me, I I agree. Like being down in the well, super scary. I thought it was the reveal that the reason why it takes her seven days to kill you is because she was down a lot, like alive in the in the well for seven days before she died. Super creepy. Um, the the TV scene, the like how grotesque all of the different imagery is in the actual film. Uh, just kind of gross and weird. Um. Yeah. Lots.
0: Lots and lots of things. Shockingly, I can't choose just one. <laughs> so for me, like I'm just gonna go ahead and like second Mo's. The whole TV scene was my best. So given that Mo already said that one, the the one little moment that I just super loved, and I remember loving it the first time through, I really loved it again this time. Is when she's uh trying to stretch the video and find clues and everything, and she sees a fly on the screen. That's part of the video, which is already crazy in and of itself. Cause somehow you must be watching like a recording of a, of a, someone watching it on a screen for that to be true. So it's like, even just that layer of it is creepy, but then she reaches in and pulls the fly out of the TV and it's alive. And then her nose starts bleeding. Like that was just, it was such a bizarre inexplicable and it just super creeped me out and again in a film where you don't get the monster payoff till the end of the movie again after the opening sequence that was such a great ratcheting up of the tension just showing you that you are dealing with something that is really really beyond the pale as far in terms of like how bizarre things are getting so yeah what about worst What was your worst part of this film
2: the hilarious worst would be to say also the tv scene because that was the scariest and i didn't enjoy it
0: <laughs> um
2: i don't know stacy kind of mentioned it the little boy didn't work 100 percent for me i get what you're saying jr and like after listening to that i kind of agree um but again this is one of those films where why i didn't find it as scary as a lot of people did it still terrified me and the fact that it was so new and so different like i didn't have a lot to pick apart about it I don't understand why people don't hide those videos once they've come across them. Like, I don't, how do so many people get to watch them before they're like, oh, we should take this seriously. So I guess that could be because an idea. Because
0: if you don't share it, you die. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So, well, but like, maybe don't share it with family. <laughs> so like, I guess, I mean, those are like the nitpicking things, but overall, like structurally, I mean, I
0: no.
1: The only things that I could say that are the worst are just because they're scary, not because it's yeah, actually it. bad. Worst
0: is not scariest. Yeah. That's What What didn't work in
1: the film? Yeah. No complaints.
0: Stacy, you sticking with get... the kid?
3: I mean, no. I mean, if we're gonna, we're gonna... I'm sure you guys know what's my worst. Oh,
0: so, <laughs> the horse. The horse.
3: Which it sucks because I I liked how it played like it started, like, between her and the horse, like, the correlation between, like, them breeding the horses and the horses going mad, and then, like, she's, like, getting close to it, and, like, like, the issue itself, and, like, getting days into the dying, and then, like, getting close to the island, like, I like that, like, the the horse was sensitive and picked up on it, and was, like, like, there's a change somewhere in her character, but I didn't really feel it was necessary to watch the horse like trip when it jumped off the boat and then all of the blood at the end Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that that did seem pretty gratuitous that was that was intense uh I'm gonna say probably for me yeah it was just the 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 lack of explanation for the kids connection to Samara um it's definitely something they seem to have dropped in the sequels but even, you know, there's this implication that Samara is somehow in the bedroom with him because he sees the reflection in the television of something moving. And that mm-hmm. happens a couple of times. And that wasn't really explained. Yeah. Um the, the thing that I really liked, but I wish it had been woven into the mythology a little bit more clearly was you mean the dis- backstory. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um the distortion of the faces in all the photographs. And I had honestly completely forgotten that that was part of these films until I re- uh, actually uh, this film until I revisited that. Um, and I remember it being so creepy and it is creepy. Like it was creepy when I revisited it. But I think because it it's not there's no uh, there's no really reason for it. It, it becomes really forgettable. So I, I just wish that that had been a little clearer, especially given that so much of this movie was about what you see so Mm -hmm. uh anyway yeah that's uh that's it so modi recommend this film yeah absolutely stacy
3: definitely
1: uh yes also i i do as well and i wanted to say too we don't we as in the Foresteros household don't often watch real dvds anymore we just download them like from Amazon or or whatever, um, purchase them digitally. But apparently in the DVD of The Ring, there is an Easter egg where if you select this little button where it says look here and you press down, your your cursor will, will disappear. It presses enter and then it shows you the entire cursed film. You can't exit out of it you can't uh fast forward it you can't do anything like that and then you can't pause it even or return to the menu and so you're forced to watch the entire thing then the dvd returns to the main menu then you hear a phone ring twice and then you're allowed to use the remote again i, I think that is awesome
0: i used to have dvd fun. and that's I, true I, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I might die <clears> like that
1: that's so cool just, i love that they did that especially <laughs> right like us receiving a like a vcr copy um a tape version of it is like the scariest of all of it but i love that they added that in there i think that's super awesome so yes i recommend it
0: i also super i mean again it's one of my favorite favorite horror films of all time so there you have it four thumbs up four recommendations and without any further ado it's time to turn to a much lesser film the brand new 2017 release rings don't
3: split up Woo.
0: now there was a ring too it was super forgettable and we we're skipping it on purpose i was going uh,
3: i had never heard about that and then i was like googling the ring and rings and then i saw that there was a ring too and i was like oh okay i figured since we weren't talking about it it must be subpar not to our level you know
0: i saw it when it came out naturally And it was so forgettable, I had to go back and like read the Wikipedia plot summary. And as I was reading it, I was like, oh, yeah, gosh, this is so dumb (laughs) Uh, and not scary at all, like not scary at all. And I actually think some of the some of the same problems with the ring, Two are the same problems that rings has. So in lieu of talking about rings, ring, 2 we're just going to skip to rings. So, uh, Stacey, I'm curious, what were your expectations going into this film?
3: Um, I was actually super scared. Um, I was expecting to be a lot like the first one, and then when I sent you guys a picture of, again, having to watch a movie all alone in a movie theater, and you guys were like, don't worry, you'll be okay, My, I, I dropped that that bar <laughs> quite significantly <laughs> to like below the floor.
2: Yeah, uh, I was the same as you, Stacey. I thought I was going to be terrified, and I had to, I couldn't make it to the theater for this one, so unfortunately I got a kind of a poor downloaded copy, no one tell on me. Um, but I was underwhelmed. I was not as scared as I thought I was going to be, but I had to watch it all alone at home and I was prepared to be terrified.
1: Yeah, when JR made me watch the trailer and he was so excited and we were like, I don't know, he was just glowing with excitement and and being scared and and all of that all over again like look at this it's you know maybe it's gonna be a a good one a new one different whatever and I was just like oh it just looks scary and I'm not excited about it and then when it got pushed back even further I was like oh yeah it's not gonna be good at all.
0: I had high hopes. (laughs) I had low expectations and yet still they were uh underwhelmed. Not met. Yeah so I feel like Uh,
3: the only thing good that this movie did was the jump scares. And? And? That was it. Like, the only, like, I, yes, jump scares are going to scare you every time because they're made to do that. But...
2: I was so uninterested (laughs) and so kind of just, like, I was sitting by myself, like, ADD, like, just looking off at the wall at times. And the jump stairs, like, I mean, granted, a couple of them made me jump. You can't help it. There's a loud noise out there, nothing. But for the most part, like, I don't... And I'm easily scared. I don't know if we've talked about this in the, in the show before, but not even a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So with no explanation, this film opens up on an airplane. Which... <laughs> well, what I want to say about that is, like, there's no apparent connection to the yeah. previous films at all, um, to Naomi Watts and the sun. Like there's nothing. It's just, we, we open up and there is a kid who saw the video somehow and he's on an airplane and well there was, that was potential.
3: Didn't he say he was in Seattle and that's how he saw it?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but again, like, okay. So everyone in Seattle has the video. I just, it was again, like, whatever, it's fine. We understand the videotapes out there. It's kind of an urban legend sort of a thing, right? That's, that's Okay. I'm fine with that. Um, I would actually prefer they just get right into it than trying to make a convoluted backstory that ties it exactly back to rings two or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of underwhelmed by the plane. It was It was big. I felt like one of the big problems with this movie was that rather than do anything new, they just sort of said like, Hey, where, what are some other screens that she hasn't crawled out of yet? Oh, there's screens on the back of seats in airplanes. Oh, laptops have screens now. Oh, smartphones have screens. Yeah, you know, so it was like, those are interesting. Oh, flat screens uh, weren't a thing in 2002, really. So we could like lay one on the ground and then she could have to like crawl out from under it. And all of those are neat, but they're not fundamentally other than what we already know Samara does. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah like we, like again for me what made the whole first film scary was we don't know how she we don't know what happens. Well, at the end of the first movie now we know what happens. And so in this film, it was just like every time you saw a screen you're like, well, now she's going to crawl out of that screen. Oh, now she's going to crawl out of that screen. Oh, now they're going to crawl out of that. You know what I mean? It was so it was it became a waiting game instead of me sitting there trying to figure things out or feeling like the horror in a deep way.
3: Yeah, I, I feel like this movie is the first movie with new actors.
0: Yeah, and way worse plot. Oh, yeah. way
2: worse. I'm mostly surprised that they got Vincent D'Ophrenio. D'Ophrenio. Yeah. D'O... Mm-hmm. Say that one more time. D'Ophrenio. D'Ophrenio. Thank you. I'm so shocked they got him in this film. Though, granted, after his performance in Magnificent Seven, he might not have been getting a lot of calls. However.
1: What? I loved him in Magnificent Seven.
2: Ugh. Oh, disagree. Oh. i like him in everything i mean he was fantastic as fisk and daredevil but yeah not magnificent so wow
0: uh so i thought that yeah well i want to come back to that comment you made stacy about how this is the exact same movie as the first film because like wow was it ever um instead of her adopted parents it was her real dad and what's the goal get her body and set her free just kidding that's a bad decision because she's evil like that was the plot of both movies Except and
2: like you said very poorly done this time around
0: yeah so yeah. bad because the, the there was there's no real detective work going on for Run. some inexplicable reasons samara was has an expert yeah girl and, was? and samara has started communicating in braille even though she's not <laughs> blind <laughs>
2: um which somehow but, tied into the fact that he blinded himself so he couldn't see her and that was her only power. Like it was just But then magically and then she healed
1: him. Yeah, <laughs> and then killed him.
2: Yeah.
3: I the only the only best that I can come up with through this movie was Julia followed the sky to her apartment in hopes to get in contact with a boyfriend. And so she sneakily gets her phone and like texts the boyfriend like, hey, and he says, don't watch it. And she actually listens.
1: <laughs> like,
3: she, like, oh my God, that is the only best and probably the only movie that has they have ever listened.
0: That's probably true. Um, I, I wanted so badly for there to be some interesting commentary on science and Samara, which the professor started to set up. Like, I was like, oh, they're going to, okay, so maybe this is the new direction they're going. Is they're going to... They're going to somehow, like, introduce some scientific element that will play into the mythology in some way.
2: Talk about a right. wasted plot line.
0: Or just make a cult, kind of. Agreed. Yeah, and again, yeah. it just it just went nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there, there's an inherently, in, in the first film, in the original mythology, there's this inherent movement towards going viral with making a copy and distributing it. And, and again, bringing Samara into the digital age makes so many new things possible. With the speed of communication, with video transmission and consumption being ubiquitous, with there being literally, instead of one screen in every house, now like, I don't know, 50 screens in every house. Um, There's just so many more things they could have done. And, and for some reason, I feel like they basically... Waited until the very end of this movie to introduce that as a possibility. Like honestly, when the movie ended, I was like, I actually kind of want to see what's going to happen now, now that, that it's a true
1: virus. Yeah, now that now that
0: the video's digital and now that Samara has possessed a human body again. Like these are two things that we have not seen in the in the Rings universe yet. <laughs>
3: Well, maybe we'll get a rings three and we can
0: I investigate. But here's here's what I wanted. I guess here's what I wanted. If you're gonna tell if you're gonna show me the first movie again, do that, do that in a cold open, right? Give me that in maybe 15 minutes at the very beginning. Because we are like no one's going to see this movie who hasn't seen the original. We know the story beats. So why don't you get me as quickly as possible to where you got me at the end of the movie and now tell me something new? Because you didn't show me anything new in this whole movie. Like the best you could come up with was a flat screen laying on its face. Like, give me a break. And that was great. That was a great effect. That was super creepy looking. But I don't know. We've seen that before. basically. Exactly. It
2: wasn't as creepy as the first time. Is the problem because right. of... we
0: already knew it was coming? Yeah. So that that was why it just didn't work for me. There there were so many interesting ideas that it just didn't seem like the screenwriters were creative enough to pull off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you even so... have a best, Jr. Did I have a best? Well, I'll tell you the scene that I jumped at, um, which made Amanda laugh real hard. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. So she goes to that freaking church like five times, and they keep panning up to that dumb bell. And I was like, okay, that freaking bell is going to drop on someone. They keep cutting up to it. They keep wanting to remind us that this bell is there. And so when she's standing under it, and keep they keep, you know, she keeps looking at it, and then she keeps looking down. i was like, this is it. Right now, the bell is going to fall. Or it's gonna ring, like something is gonna go on with this bell. Here we go. Just brace yourself. Here it's coming. Okay, any second now. All right, here we go. Oh my gosh, is it gonna happen yet? Okay, come on. And then they smash cut to someone opening a freaking umbrella outside and it was like a whoop like a uh, it was a jump scare, right? And I just jumped out of my seat because I was so primed.
3: <laughs> so I funny. mean, at least she didn't scream like a girl
0: that's true yeah but you know what i mean like it was was, and again did anything happen with that bell nope nothing at all nothing at all like so it's just it was just another great case of like the director didn't seem to know what he was doing um there didn't seem to be any vision for you know what was going on um at all so i just i don't know um this movie didn't do anything for me uh if i had a best honestly it's probably when she crawled out from under that tv that's a great effect
1: I thought that the best was when she pulled the hair out of her throat, but we had already seen it in the trailer eight million times. Mm -hmm. And by the time we got to it, I was like, oh, she's possessed her body. Like, this is so stupid. They showed it to us a million times in the trailer. Now it's the very last scene. It was so gross and it was so unsettling. But... I, that's the only way I can say it is the best is because it was so unsettling. That,
2: and can you all, mess- honestly, that was the closest I got to being scared and not because it was scary, but like you took the words out of my mouth. It was unsettling. Like she just kept pulling it. Like it never ended.
0: Yeah. And again, that's basically a shot we had in the first film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine if they had shown in the original trailers for The Ring, her crawling out of the TV at the end? Like it would have completely ruined okay. the film. And um, I don't know, like, yeah, for them to show literally the last sequence in the entire movie in the trailer was just so disappointing.
1: Well, and I was reading one of the um, trivia pieces on IMDb, and apparently in a lot of the trailers, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio says oh your tattoo it means rebirth or something like that so it spoils that as well like from the braille and everything oh yeah i take it back
0: my worst was definitely the braille
1: (laughs) but i thought that was interesting too i'm like did these people not like do they not have brains do they not understand how important uh like not showing the entire film is (laughs) you know but whatever
2: I've often so wondered that with any genre of film. I don't understand yeah. who does some of these trailers, but ugh. yeah, I don't really have a best for this film outside of the fact that it finally ended. Um, <laughs> Vincent the main Donafrio,
1: actress. Oh,
2: sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Vincent D'Onofrio was a pleasant surprise. I think he's a phenomenal actor, so I thought he brought a level of you know better acting than you see in some of these films, but even his role was so, I don't know, forced. Was just yeah. like, yeah, it was like, yeah. well... Like, you're doing a good job. Like, you're a creepy blind man for sure, but (laughs) I'm just not scared because this is stupid. Why did she go into your house?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you talk about someone who makes all the worst choices, right? Literally. Yeah. So, Stacey, did you have a best?
3: Just that she didn't actually watch it when he said don't watch it.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nice. All right, what about worsts? Lay it on me.
3: The movie. Yeah, all of
0: it. Just don't see it. Just the
2: lack of creativity. Like, I get, if you want to build on a franchise and you want to do new things, like, I'm a fan of rewriting bad films, JR, and I agree completely with you. Like, they might as well have just picked up 20 minutes in with where they actually ended the film, and that would have been interesting. And at least if it sucked, it was a new version of, you know, crap.
0: They did something interesting. Yeah, they committed to something interesting. Like, it couldn't have been worse than this.
2: No, that for sure, no. Actually, I challenge anyone to make something worse than this.
0: Well, I mean, I saw Resident Evil Final Chapter.
2: Damn it! I set myself up. I knew it was coming out of your mouth before I said anything. I'm so mad right now. <laughs>
0: no, actually, no. I will say I enjoyed Resident Evil Six more than this one.
2: I'm gonna crop I, that and use that against you. But anyway, <laughs> I, I said it. I said it. On there. I'm not
0: ashamed to say. It. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, I'm going to crop that segment and use it in like a million different scenarios. I like Resident Evil 6 better than this, and it could be
0: like, you know, Oscar winner. Great. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, well, do you recommend this one? No. Do. Nope. Yeah, I would say watch the first one again and cry. Yep. For- watch the
2: first one three times and percent- pretend like you watched the second and third.
0: Yeah. Yep yeah so all right well then we're out of time for this episode let us know what you thought of the ring especially if you have a great scary story about the first time that you saw it and if you were one of the very few people besides us who saw this one rings uh then please let us know what you thought of that one as well uh you can find all of our episodes at do split up.com or facebook.com slash don't split up as always thank you for listening uh we're going to do an episode possibly even that we released before this one actually comes out on get out so if you haven't gone to see that one yet do it's fantastic it's super scary it's super good Uh, until we're back with another great episode we just want to say again thanks for listening and whatever you do don't split up
3: join jr stacy amanda and mo to discuss blood guts horror and gore in our podcast don't split up where we discuss horror movies and how great or not they are as you know in every horror movie the first rule of survival is never leave your friend. so don't split up if you want to make it to the end no don't don't split up
0: well, this place is huge no take the back porch
2: scream if you see anything that won't be hard but an observation of this loaded moment I am not in favor of splitting up, nor am I three days from retiring. I will not be right back.